listen to hair wrong. From hair wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. They're wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. From hair wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still gotta keep the world together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who gon' do it like, like us? Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah. Hello, 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 and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Kareem Robertson, alongside my sound man extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And welcome back, everyone, to the studio for episode 267. Yeah, welcome, what's welcome. On? What's going on? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, uh, yeah, I wanted to give a quick shout out. This weekend, I got to hang out with uh, a couple of our listeners face-to-face. You know, shout out to nice. Kaysen. You know what I mean? Shout out to Otto and Dominique. You know, we I appreciated hanging out with everybody this weekend. Not at the same time, but you know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, yeah, dude, getting to, to, to hang with the listeners, man. That is definitely a perk of the job, yo. I can't complain, you know, because when you have a rapport with people, it, it, it's nice to, to, to get a little bit of a positive feedback from them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, what you been get into this weekend? Uh, I got to finish up um, Young Justice season four. Okay, that one was it was it was I don't know. I had mixed feelings about it. There was as much good as as there was bad. Unfortunately, like it started off pretty strong. I like what they were doing in the beginning. It seems like for um, the super dark uh, Robin. Uh, nah, nah. Robin isn't isn't really in this one. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, he's not even in this. Yeah, there there are no Robins in this particular oh, okay. season. There's only Dick, and he's only around every once in a while. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, but it's it, it was kind of cool. I did like how uh, in this season, it, it, the first part of the season was much more was much better than the last season. Like they broke it down into arcs, which was mm-hmm. much different than the previous ones. And in, in the previous ones, it was sort of just like they had a major overarching A story. And then they were um, pieces of the B story in the background that were going. Okay. And the the, the B stories would be like what was happening with the individual heroes and mm-hmm. sort of all their motivations and things happening. And this one, they seemed to just take a, a, a core group and then they told you their story arc. And then they switched over to a completely different group and they told you another story arc. And the whole thing um, is sort of like... The whole thing is being led by some time travelers who want to get rid of Superboy for reasons, and reasons on reasons. Yeah, and um, and as they sort of go and do that, um, each person's arc that they broke it up down to in the season, or not each person, but in gr- each group's arc has like something that ties into that major story, and mm-hmm. you sort of find out a little bit more as you go along, which. Is kind of cool and it worked in the beginning, but um, when they switched to Atlantis, shit, we should just got like like weird. Um, <laughs> they ran out of ideas. Uh, <laughs> the the whole shit, like the whole false death of Superboy thing, like it it didn't it didn't really hit for me. Um, and the the last quarter was just nah, like I, I did I didn't really like it. I I, I unfortunately. It felt like it lacked a lot of the cohesion of the the previous seasons, and they did the whole um, Beast Boy douchebag tour for way too long. Like, um, like he's he was understandably well. At first, he was a douchebag, and then with the I mean, spoiler alert, it's been out for a while. And then with the death of Superboy, quote unquote, death of Superboy, mm-hmm. he became depressed, which is totally understandable. But it's like 
it's just I guess because last last season he was being manipulated by Granny Goodness and he was like mm-hmm. the douchey Hollywood star. That's that, yeah. that was like he who he played last round. So it was just now he was just being mean to people for no reason. You're just like even before like what happened to Superboy, and you're just like for real, my dude. And then after what happened to Superboy, like Superboy passed. He he was um the first uh arc was basically about Miss Martian and Superboy going to Mars to get married. And at mm. the end of, like, those six episodes, tragedy happens, Superboy dies. And they didn't fucking... Uh, um, Beast Boy, they didn't resolve that thing to, like, episode 20. Yikes. Right? So the entire time, every time you went to Beast Boy, he was being a douchebag to somebody. And it was just like... Like, I get it, right? Like, he, he's in mourning and shit like that. But it's just like, they, they just drug it out for too long, and it felt like it could have been done that better. That could have happened off off camera. We didn't have to see that part. <laughs> and um, I really liked, uh, uh, I enjoyed the Zatanna and the magic stuff. That, w- that was pretty mm. cool. I like I like the whole um, the whole dynamic between Zatara and the sacrifice he made to become uh, the host of Fate. And sort of like, oh, like, it, it was super cool. I like the way they, they, they did that part. Like, she, um, Zatanna has this little group of protégés that she's training. And at the end of the training, she was like, uh, so I was thinking that maybe we could all share the helmet for a week. And then one of her apprentices is like, yo, did you just put this team together for this explicit purpose of freeing your dad from the fate helmet? Oh. And she just walks away from him. And I was like, oh, wait. So I, I really like, they did some cool stuff with like really cool dynamics. And, um, you know, overall it was pretty enjoyable, but there was a lot of detractors that kept the, the season from being truly great. Mm, okay. But overall, it was it was, it was fun. It was good to see the. Are DC the other seasons out. more consistent? Oh hell yes. Okay. Hell yes. One and two are really good. Number three, season three has a some of the similar problems that season four has, but it didn't get that bad yet. Anywhere near that bad. Okay, so it just seems like they're losing steam, like they're yeah, running out of gas. I'm not sure what's that. Yeah, like to that point, like there were a lot of episodes that were flashbacks, sort of like setting up the story, and it would be done in like pretty much like like. Uh, uh, slideshow format where it would just mm. be like Vandal Savage and he's narrating something to someone and, and it's like a still image with like a you know what I'm saying it's just like yeah. a still image in the background with like the background slightly moving and do, shit do so. you think that it it was um, production issues due to COVID and that the next season might be better that's very it's very possible that th- those were these were COVID limitations absolutely okay because it's like it, it that's usually what happens when you don't have time and budget. You're like, fuck, we we, we have the audio, but you know what I'm saying? There's a, there's a ton of exposition without moving lips. Yeah, and I, and yeah, because that's one of the things, like, that's one of the few professions that you really can't safely do because unless you're, like, acting in a scene where they're always wearing masks anyway, <laughs> you're going to have to meet with someone maskless, and that, that's just risky. You know yeah. what I mean? And so, yeah, acting is, is a rough one, you know? Um, similarly to sports, you know, and I don't know if how many actors are going to go be in a bubble. <laughs> We're going to make which, a bubble I for production. See that money movie. <laughs> There's a Netflix movie called The Bubble that I wanted to see that just came out. Came out like I don't know, two three months ago, which okay. is basically about a bunch of Hollywood celebrities that are trapped in a <laughs> COVID restriction bubble, and then madness ensues. I think there might be some alien shit happening in there. And they had oh, wow. uh, starring Keegan Mike and Key, Keegan Michael Key. I saw a, a trailer for it a while back, but I've okay. never actually watched it. Netflix joined the bubble, but yeah, um, season four of uh, uh, Young Justice, whelmed. It was okay. good, good parts, a lot of bad parts, <laughs> a lot of bad parts. 
Yeah, I haven't gotten to catch um Beware of My Power yet. Yeah, I want to watch it. I want to watch it. It's it's on the docket. My weekend just got surprisingly filled though. Um, yeah, I didn't expect it. Uh, but yeah, that, I'm looking forward to that. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, that's that's the other bubble. It, it came out. Yeah, yeah, it came out like maybe a few months ago. Keegan Michael Key, Karen Gillum. Okay. Uh, yeah. Iris cool. Apatow. Uh, oh, that must be one of that must be one of Judd Apatow's daughters, Fred Armisen. Yeah, it's a bunch of comedians making fun of what happened to them during COVID filming, presumably. Okay. Yeah, I'll give it a shot <laughs> with with like an alien twist. I'll I'll probably watch that one this weekend. It's oh, so Nope is out. Is it? That's cool. I think it came out. It's coming out today or tomorrow. That is um, cool. That's yeah. definitely a movie worth watching. Yes. So that's gonna be on the docket. Dang, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to catch that one in theaters. I don't know if that one's theater, uh, theater fair. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it looks like it's going to be a fun ride, but one that I can take from my couch. <laughs> That's fair, yeah. But you know, it's still either way. You know, Jordan, Jordan's got got to get the love, Mr. Peel. Yeah, that's what's up, man. Oh, and so you got you you got the both sides of the key and peel. You got nope, and you got uh. The, the bubble, bubble. yeah. I'm That's glad that they're still out there. Like, fuck it, man. Dylan Key's been a t- been a ton of shit. He's also in the Netflix um comedy with uh Mike Myers called the Pentaveret. Pentaveret, I believe. Yeah, the Pentaveret. He's also in that one too. So he's doing a lot of shit. Okay, Pentaveret is that a five sided something? Uh, it's like the Illuminati, but it's made up of five people played by um. Uh, oh, like the uh, Triumvirate, the Pentaveret, got it. Yeah, and it's it's like it's a it's a secret. He's like, what if a secret? There was a secret society to rule the world, but they were all a bunch of weirdos. And I guess you mean that any secret society running the world is guaranteed to be a bunch of weirdos? Definitely, but <laughs> in a funny way. I'm pretty yes. sure they're not. I'm pretty sure they're not funny weirdos <laughs> outside of the, the Mike Myers production. Probably, yeah, no, pretty like, sure they're probably. That does just, sound funny. They're just creepy weirdos. That does sound dope. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, Twitter's been going crazy with the with the uh, the the photos of Elon Musk. I guess somebody caught him. Uh, paparazzi caught him out uh, on a yacht or something, shirtless. Boy, that man <laughs> shaped like a fucking like a like a life safety device to say the least. <laughs> Yo, hey man, that's that billionaire body, son. What? <laughs> the only thing that got me was like the dude it's was the so starkly body. pale because he was standing next to another white man and he was like significantly whiter. Then the already white person next to him, I was like, "Wow, Whew. yeah, he's, he's never tech, seen contrast like that." He's a tech the, giant, bro. He had a he had a sports player. You feel me? He bruh. works on computers. <laughs> he has meetings. I'm, I, I'm not really surprised the dude doesn't get much sun. Yeah, he doesn't even does do what his homeboy does. He doesn't get the spray tan or nothing. Oh, uh, yeah, no, that's stupid. I mean, I, I'm glad he doesn't do that. At least he has <laughs> enough self confidence to know that that is only gonna be worse. Oh, and yeah, we're just was, gonna make fun uh, of you more for that. It just just be pale, bro. There's nothing wrong with being pale. There really is. It. It's just funny looking. <laughs> oh man, it's better than fucking being orange. Like Jesus Christ, nigga. This shit is like, bruh. <laughs> that I'm so glad that we like. He wasn't the kind of person to take uh, like topless uh, pictures. Like, Hilarious. can you imagine if Trump was like the kind of person to be like Putin oh, and be shit. like, Nah, let me get on this horse real quick. Nah, let me I mean, get on this horse with no shirt on. Like, no, don't do it, bro. Don't do it. Nah. nah, we all know Trump is entirely too insecure to do that. You feel me? 
entirely too insecure. He threads that line of insecurity and uh, megalomania. So it's like, I don't know. Is is he crazy enough to say, no, my body is perfect. Like, is he Homelander crazy? The thing is, (laughs) he will say his body is perfect as he said that he has the best health of... um, He he does have the... You know what I'm saying? That's that's the thing. He will say the bullshit, but then he will obviously not do things that would ever... Like, prove that he actually means that. You feel me? <laughs> My nigga will tell you he has the greatest memory of all time, and then immediately turn around, he doesn't remember some shit he said yesterday. That shit was amazing. You feel me? That so was pretty it's amazing. Like, it's one of them things. You can't really, can't he take, did, you can't take nothing thing. serious that bullshitters say, man. Yeah, that was funny. Fucking dude's full of shiza. Yeah. So, yeah, I haven't been able to watch too much else. But, uh, so yeah, we can jump right on into some of these here topics. Man, it was actually pretty wild this weekend. Like, a whole bunch of stuff was happening. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you know what? It's not even <laughs> my week is all messed up because my days are off. It's, it's this is still uh, Thursday hit. <laughs> <laughs> um, dude, in the entertainment sphere, fucking Jesus and Mero calling it quits. Oh wow, that's a pretty good run though. It was a pretty good run, especially when they foretold us. He was like, they from the get go, they're like, yo, we selling out, and the money's gonna ruin this shit. They said it. And then they did it. And I was like, you know what? Got to respect them for consistency. You got you to respect them for holding to what they said. But it sucks, though, because, you know, whatever opinion I might have had of, of them, they were doing their thing, man. Jesus was everywhere. They was throwing out uh, the first pitches at games. Like, they genuinely parlayed real fame off of the Internet. Yeah, that doesn't mean that's going away, though. It could just be they're moving into a new stage of their lives. No, but... This is unfortunately one of the things is that they I'm not sure what skills they have outside of this. You know what I mean? Like um what I and I only say that because a lot of content creators don't have a huge skill set outside of the content. So when they stop producing that, like everything that they've ever done was pretty much the same thing. It was formatted them sitting next to each other riffing riffing on current events. I haven't seen them really do much else. And so they took they wrote that 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 same content creation format all the way to to their current um show. But um I haven't seen them display any anything else, you know what I mean? Like whether it's uh I don't know, music or any and anything else in entertainment at least. They might have side hustles. Like, you know, yeah. I'm sure I think Jesus has a degree and Pretty much. That Mar- that was Mar- that was going to be my point. You know? Like, you know, it not only um, people who aren't YouTubers are mm-hmm. in that position. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. they still do okay. Yeah, oh no, and so not, I wasn't have addressing a... the fame thing. I don't think they'll, I don't know how they'll maintain fame, but I'm sure they'll be fine. They but who says set. they want to maintain fame? A lot of that's people, that's, that's the reason Mary why you do it. Mary was a family it. man. A lot of You're reason, right. it, the point is to like get your money so you can get out of that shit and get people out of your business so that you can raise your family in peace. 100%. And you know, I will give Mero, um a lot of credit for balancing that like he's always been public with his family life but he's always managed to keep he's never let his work affect it you know what i mean which is a really difficult thing for a lot of people in that sphere to do so i give him credit for that you know what i mean and um mm. uh you're absolutely right he they i don't know if Jesus so this much, feels more it, like a take the me. bag and run to me you feel me this what that feels like this feels like hey we've done we've achieved what we set out to achieve mm-hmm. we never wanted to do this forever this seems like a good time. Yes, yes, and I and and I, I think that it's hard for 
it's hard for me to think that Merrill walked away from it, given his responsibilities. Like he's got four kids and a and a and a family, so I can imagine he would take this as long as he could. Based on the the public statements that were made, but they were bullshit uh, social media tweet uh, posts. So I can't take too much, you know, from it. But it seems like Jesus was like, no, I'm going to keep on pushing the bag, like. You guys just have to keep paying me more and more and more because why the fuck not? You know what I mean? Like, we've literally been... And I think Showtime was like, nah, pump the brakes. I think we've hit the max that we're going to pay you. And he's just like, I'll walk. Think, you know, and because and he doesn't care. He doesn't... He's probably banked enough... Yo, this is a single black man who is reasonably intelligent. You know what I mean? He's probably has a significant amount of money saved. You know what I mean? He has a very low overhead unless he wants to be expensive. You know what I mean? So he could probably, he's probably got fuck you money. You know what I mean? And that's probably where they split, um, uh, parted in opinions is where, whereas Meryl's like, nah, let's just keep, fuck it. They don't have to give us more. They're already giving us a ridiculous amount of money. Jesus is like, nah, that, I, I still have room for career growth. Like, why would I stop here? It makes no sense. You know what I mean? When I can now parlay this into more money, you know, which, which it, neither of those are bad guy positions to have. You know what I mean? Like both of those are completely yeah, yeah. reasonable and it's just a byproduct of them being in separate places in their lives. You know what I mean? Like Jesus hasn't started a family and, 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 and created a reason for him to, to want those things. You know what I mean? That, that kind of consistency in his life. Whereas Meryl, very much and reasonably and responsibly does want that you know what i mean and so yeah i don't i don't think it, the internet of course was trying to play it up as beef i don't think it was beef i just think it was the business you know the internet they like drama oh boy do they gosh it'll always be drama and any this, story um. that seems too happy the internet's gotta find an angle to get in there because you know america doesn't like to see people happy i mean they might put feel-good stories up to push an agenda of some kind but generally speaking happiness is not the goal it, and that's what makes me so upset it's like there's they i'd love to see a good feel good story but it's never there without an agenda it's of not course. like they're just like oh yeah just to give you guys some uplift man you know what i mean nah nah no <laughs> but um yeah man i'll tell you a secret they don't like you they don't have no reason to lift you up and make you feel good you feel me they never like that they, they're, they're, there's no incentive for them to do that it's not like you're gonna <laughs> do more for them yeah but so yeah you know rest in peace to the Jesus and Mero show i'm sure you guys will do fine in uh the yeah. the, the post show life um but oh. yeah those guys man they really they really did put a clinic on of how to do it though not not for nothing they put a clinic on um but not i do from what i understand cuz they they've been on like a 10 year run mm-hmm. for, based on when they launched the youtube you know what i mean but uh, their YouTube, the production was was a little bit too high to be organic. Like they had a really good um, push from from somebody with some video assets, and that they took it and ran with it, man. They really they really parlayed that that one that one um um asset into a whole career. You know what I mean? That's what you got to do when you get your when you, when you get a foothold in like that. You got to take that shit and run, man. Yeah. Like they don't opportunities like that don't just come around very often. So it's it's in your best to make the best. It's in your, yeah, you got to make the best of it. Mm-hmm. 
And it surely did. So uh, shout out to Dezus and Mero. You guys are going to... I'm interested to see your next steps, for sure. Especially if they're going to um, stay in the entertainment sphere. If they've if they're gone out of entertainment life, then, you know, they're best, uh, the best of luck to them. But, yeah, if they're going to remain in entertainment, because I've, I haven't seen them display any of their skills, I'm interested to see uh what part of the industry they would they would land in if given all of the clout that they now have you know what i mean because they can go and do pretty much anything they want you know what i mean and their name will call out so yeah you know if um if these decides to go into r&b and make that fuck boy r&b album that he was <laughs> thinking about i'm pretty sure he he can he can uh he'll get the the distro he just has to have some talent <laughs> but yeah dude moving on from that dude this shit blew my mind so evidently um there's a sesame street character named rosalita <laughs> and the the person who was uh i believe this was at disney world i guess they ain't screened this person uh for biases or anything because boy man she was performing and they have it on camera where she's literally telling two sets of black children that she doesn't want to interact with them. Like she's giving <laughs> high fives to everyone, and she gets to the black kids, and she's like, nope. Like, uh, shakes her shit. head and hand and turns their, her back to them. I'm like, wow. Hashtag fuck my job. And then and the, after the first video came up, they were like, why are y'all screaming racism? Didn't you just see she was at the end of the line? She couldn't keep going. She had to go to the other part of the parade. And so they have video of her at the other part of the parade that she walked to, in which she then proceeds to see a little black boy and literally, like, there's two white children on either side of him, and she's she uh, shakes the hand of one white kid, skips him, and shakes the hand of the kid on the other side of him. Was like, okay, now go ahead, go ahead, <laughs> go ahead and, and explain to us what happened that time. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's so crazy. Why I'm do like, you wow. need an explanation, my man? The evidence is right there. And so, yeah, dude, I was I it was really shocked what that it is. that um Sesame Place wouldn't screen somebody for that because first of all i mean to be fair right even if even if they were to be like hey are you racist against black people i doubt she would have said yes she probably would have taken the job you feel me she yeah. probably would have lied and taken the job and then risked it on the job yeah. that's what people do you know what i'm saying you don't they lie on the application you, all the time. You, exactly you, you, your, your goal is to get a job not to say things in the interview that you know guaranteed will you not getting the job yeah so, man. You know what i mean it's it's just Let's all be glad that there's photos of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Because so, she was just gonna, just gonna lie her way out of it without the the video evidence. Well, I w I was surprised at the lack of response from Sesame Place and Disney World, man. Like they're just kind of letting it ride, man. And I'm like, wow, man. I I guess I understand. I yeah. I I see. I see what the actual uh, uh call for diversity and inclusion is that that Sesame Place is talking about. It's not, it is purely virtue signaling. Like, the idea that, because let me tell you, Rosalita is a fucking inclusion diversity character. She didn't exist in the cast before this push. And so to have someone in the suit exclude someone like that, it's just, it's just so antith antithetical to the core of that character. And then for Sesame Place to just let that shit ride, boy, man. I know that I'm not fucking with them no more. That's just me, though. You know what I mean? Like, I was never fucking with them to begin with. <laughs> I don't think you've ever had a reason to. <laughs> Nothing changes. Yeah. 
But yeah, dude, like, now nah, I want to put that shit on blast because I do know I have a lot of, I know a lot of other fathers and um, I hope that there's a, a significant amount of fathers that listen to the pod. And, you know, honestly, it's difficult to to find uh, worthwhile media to patronize with your child that that you can trust isn't trying to feed them some bullshit. You know what I mean? And for the most part, I do like a lot of what, what Sesame uh, Street was bringing to the table. But if the execution is, 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 is really that flawed, I would rather not patronize them. It's, it's about ethical consumption. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to give money to organizations that are, are willing to abide uh, that kind of behavior once it's come out to the forefront. Like, I can't expect them to stop all racists from ever getting hired at Disney World or Sesame Place or any place. It's, yeah, that's impossible. But the, the lack of response is, a, is complicity to me. You know what I mean? Like, especially when you have a whole team of people that you pay to handle things like this. You know what I mean? You're just going to, the PR team is going to let that ride? Just going, not nothing? All right, well, we got it. Cool. Point taken. You don't got to tell me twice. You know what I mean? And so as, as somebody who, who, who takes my consumption very seriously, I, you know, I, I would prefer to abstain from, from patronizing them. You know what I mean? And, and, and I would advise, you know, other people that if you care about supporting organizations that are genuine about their, their call for inclusivity and, and diversity, then, you know, maybe Sesame Place and Disneyland and, and, and Disney in general is not the place for it. You know what I mean? Because, yeah, I don't know. I just feel, I, I feel like, wow, that's a really big ball drop and one that feels very intentional, you know? And, and, and so, yeah, dude, I, I thought that that was, that was wild that Rosalita turns out to be the, the, uh, the Disney character that gets them pegged as the racist. Like, wow, okay. That, that that was definitely not on my 2022 bingo card. Rosalita turns her nose up to other minorities. Definitely not. Nah, man. See, you're looking at it like Rosalita. That's just the racist person that was wearing the skitter, Rosalita. You feel me? That way, hey man, it's hard out here. People try to get work. You feel me? Especially in the post-COVID environment. You know what I'm saying? If you gotta put up with being around some black kids you don't wanna be around, I mean. It is diff- it's difficult to work anywhere without some form of minority, so you might as well work in a place where you can cover your face, right? <laughs> so you can make all the faces you want when you're around them because you can't help oh, it. Oh, man. People are fucking silly. Uh, but, you know, you should expect more of this shit in a, in a... Like, the world is crazy right now, bro. The world is crazy. Like, ignorant people are so highly emboldened right now that stuff like this is just... It's, I mean... Ha- it's unfortunately very commonplace. Really close to half of the country still yes. voted for Trump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... We still can't forget that. Yeah. Like, there's there's fucked up people everywhere, bro. And yeah. they're being emboldened and enabled and encouraged every day. Yeah. It, it, it was a lot better when, you know, they were all in little towns in the Midwest. Because you can easily avoid that. But they're coming up everywhere, man. Mm-hmm. The, internet's, the internet has gotten them... Uh, connected yep. they're in like, cyberspace. The and internet has convinced them that they're 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 on the verge of its extinction, so they're reacting quite naturally to that. The, isn't that hilarious? Is that as they connect to more people like them, they get more and more afraid that they're going extinct, and it's like, yo, y'all are crazy. 
man. Like you do know you're crazy, yeah, right? They're, 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 you know, it's 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 unfortunately a byproduct of being pretty stupid. You can't realize how dumb you are, so you just walk around doing stupid <laughs> shit hopelessly for the rest of your life until there's maybe a miraculous realization at some point in your life. But you know, it's unfortunately a lot of people are stuck in their stupid coffin long before they're ever buried in it. Bro, oh my goodness, yeah, yeah. And we have a society that is uh, propping them up. They're fucking weakened at burning them. <laughs> Absolutely. You feel me? Crazy ass motherfuckers. Yeah, the, the the not smarts are multiplying. It's so funny because um, Carolina's uh, sister and cousin were visiting, and uh, man, it's so crazy. Like, they haven't seen Idiocracy, and I'm like, what? That movie should be a staple. Like you're, that, that movie should be a staple of, of their whole generation. Is it's exactly the kind of sarcastic, biting humor and satire of of the future that they would love. You know what I mean? It's not satire anymore. It's it a prediction. It really isn't though, man. We've had the <laughs> WWF president, and that's what I was trying to tell it's him. It's the prediction. I was like, yo, we had Hector Elizonde Camacho Mountain Dew the Third as president. Hell yeah. That nigga was president and uh Except yeah. he was worse, right? Kabacha says shit like, oh, plants like um Rondo. It's got what got what's plants crazy. Plants like electrolytes, give him Gatorade. This nigga said, Hey, put sun on your insides to cure COVID. Yo, Fucking Wilder, exactly. That's what Shine I'm saying. Sun COVID to kill that nigga it. said drink, drink bleach. bleach. Bruh. Stupid ass nigga. Bruh. We've had that. That's yep. what I'm saying. Like the idiocracy is nigh. It is here, bro. Yeah, it's living in that wild. Shit. But yeah, dude, I, I I recommend anybody who hasn't seen that movie should actually take a few minutes because even the first, even the opening scene where they they're they're uh, interviewing the people and why the uh, the 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 birth rates of intelligent people are dropping while the birth rates of people who give no fucks is skyrocketing, yep. and then it's like, yo, hey, you know, yep. that is kind of a thing. Poor people tend to have a lot more kids than rich people. Well, and it's not even just about poor people. It's people with with, with bad habits. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I know tons of poor people who practice contraception, who, you know, don't, you know, who manage themselves and their lives pro- properly. These are people who are literally the worst equipped. One of the stupid problems, you know what I mean? Like, they're stupid people, which is ill-equipping them to be parents, but they are the most equipped to keep on having babies. <laughs> what a fucking conundrum. Dude, uh, the, the, the stupid sorry. conundrum is is wild, bro. Like, stupidity creates a paradox that mm-hmm. it, that, that it's the self-replicating. human form, you know, is just uniquely designed to take to its extreme, you yes, know? Yes. Fucking blows my mind, dude. It but is. anyway, yeah, watch Idiocracy. That's the moral <laughs> of that. Um, moving on from that, uh, fucking A, dude. Did you see uh, Nintendo purchase Dynamo Pictures to start creating... Um, movie and tv show properties uh that include their ip that's a power move my g ah yeah i'm gonna have to see that bro bro i'm gonna have to see the production after it's done uh, oh well the the studio uh, is very has been um attached i don't remember off the top of my head but if you look them up they they are attached to some really good um work like they're they're pretty established in the studio Nintendo has a, a pretty bad track record of of executive producing these Mario movies. You know what I mean? Like it's I don't not know what's going on. It's just Mario movies or Nintendo. It is video game movies in general. It just have a very hard time getting adapted into something that is actually watchable. 
like case in point, the new Resident Evil that's out on Netflix. Oh, is it not good? No. Oh. It's um it's uh it's like half of it is is about the the fucking fake half of it is about the the pre-apocalypse era and that is just it's just a bunch of vapid foolishness. No oh, jeez. How do they manage that? What do you mean how do they manage that? That's what they've always been doing. The 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 only good <laughs> Resident Evil property is our no, no, I video mean, games. How do they manage that storyline? Like, who acts for that storyline? Oh yeah, line? yeah. I don't know. They where did they I, come I up with that from? Like, is that but, a shoot offshoot? Is that a spinoff? No, that again, that is the problem. They don't bother with anything from the 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 previous existing lore. Oh, they see, just try making up new shit and fucking it up. It is it is endemic to video game movies. That's why I said I'm gonna have to wait to see what Nintendo produces. I, I'm starting just to because they have their own structural. studio, all that says to me is that, hey, now we get to fuck up our shit. Okay, because uh, I'm starting to think it's maybe the way that Japanese studios handle this. Because have, has there been a U.S.-based studio that has made a movie? Does Do we have that stat? Yeah. Um, Cotton. The, uh, 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 Drake. Drake, Drake, uh, Nathan Drake movie, That's a the Uncharted movie. That the Uncharted was, movie that is from America, very, and that was really well done. It was, it was, it was, yeah, it was enjoyable, but, you know. Yeah, was, like, it, it wasn't a dumpster fire, average, yeah. like, you know what I mean? It was Agreed. consumable, for sure. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, well, why is it that the ones that come out of the Japanese studios seem, and, and, and the worst part is, is, like, they're completely unrelated to the to the original property. Like I don't get why the. I mean, Japanese that's usually why it is. Like they have the rights to the movies, but that doesn't necessarily mean they can, or they have the right to adapt it into a movie or TV series. But that doesn't necessarily mean you can use any of the pre-existing lore. You feel me? Because all you have is the movie rights, not the rights to the video. That's just, it's the, you know it's the problem that Marvel had this all this time with all the. I, I properties understand and how shit. they come separately, but it, who benefits from keeping them separate? Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying, but that's just how the business works, right? You, you know, know, because I can understand, like, okay, there's um, there's a vested interest. Like, okay, the, the person who has the studio name wants it to keep it pure because they're, you know, their director that they had doesn't want to see it depart, depart from their artistic vision. Okay, I can understand that, but I don't, I don't, they're assuring that it departs from the artistic, you know what I mean? Like, I can't yeah. imagine what the, the uh, reason motivations why, if I would have to wouldn't they want the movie to be good not necessarily because you've already sold the rights you've already sold the rights to the movie so whatever the fuck they do with it doesn't have anything to do with you right you don't get any money from mm -hmm. the stuff that they make because you sold them the rights it's not yours anymore so oh. if they fuck the movie up that's all on them it doesn't really reflect negative on you in any way and you don't get any money off of what they're doing the two okay. of you are separate so i guess if you do want to make an original story in their world then that would be the way to go um, and I and that has been what they were trying to do. I guess that would would be indicative of their original um, intentions. Because I'm sitting here thinking, like, then just license it. Don't don't buy the rights. License it so that you can keep it in world, and then they get their cut, and you get your. But do what you got to do to to keep the story together, right? Because you're making, you know, it's like saying like, what's 100 percent of zero? You know what I mean? Like, if you don't make any money off of it, then you just got 100% of zero. But you might as well split 50-50 with somebody and make a buttload of money in profit and not just break even. You know what I mean? Yeah, but... But, I don't know. I'm trying to think too logically about this shit. And you can also... You don't... You can make money off a movie. Depending on who you are, you can make money off of a movie without it being successful. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, mm -hmm. the studio might lose money, 
and and the actors may lose money. They're, a lot of people may lose money, but like the financiers and the people <laughs> behind the producers and shit. But it wasn't me. You though. feel me? The, you can also it it can also um insure your movie too. Like if you you can insure your movie against um I'm not sure if you can insure it against bombing, but the, you can you can get money back on your movie even if your movie doesn't do well. True. You know what I'm saying? So you you buy the rights to Resident Evil for a million. The studio gives you $200 million to make the movie. You only make, I don't know, $7 and million back. Here thinking, I was you just yourself about to, don't lose any money. I was just about to say the, the primary scenario I see that happening, toys and merchandising. Mm-hmm. What are we talking about? Resident Evil. Yep. What's going to be coming? Video games, toys, and merch. Exactly. Makes sense. Okay. It, it, it's like... All it, of it's coming together. It's, okay, it, essentially, that, that dude is giving you free promotion because he already bought the rights to the movie mm-hmm. and you own the original property, so... You know, you're still making money off your shit, but whatever he does, all it does is promote. I wish that they, I, I, because yeah, I do. I would uh, ascribe this to their original intentions of being wanting to create an original movie in the world. Um, but they should stop that. They should, hundred (laughs) percent. Like, stop it, please. It has (laughs) such a terrible track record. It, 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 it's really bad. Even, um, Alicia Vikander as um, uh, Lara Croft, right? Even that movie didn't go anywhere. It's just, it's just. Well, well, it does, it does one of the primary things that people hate, and it's violate their expectations. Yeah. Why facts. make an expectation facts. for them? And it's one of the things Absolute that makes facts. it. If there's anything that makes Marvel movies difficult to digest for some people, like myself, it's just, it's that I have, I come in with expectations because they are using things that I have already created mental constructs around like you know like you just can't tell me to forget everything i know about dr strange you just i I can't it's just not i and you're using iconography that is designed to trigger those thoughts and you know what i mean so now when he does something that's weird you know or uncharacteristic of dr strange as we know him not to say that he has i was just using as a random example Mm -hmm. you know because i believe that benedict cumberbatch is actually exactly what i imagined uh uh dr strange to be like personally but nonetheless uh when you violate someone's expectations, it's so hard to get them on board. Facts. You know what Very I mean? Very difficult to get them back. Speaking of violating expectations, have you seen the new D&D trailer that just dropped today? Oh, who saw? Somebody sent it to me. From San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah, oh, Adon sent it to cool. me. Shout out to, to, to my main yeah, man, long-time listener, Adon. Adon. I've seen Adon in a while. Um, yeah, he sent me that trailer. Yeah, that shit it looks, looks pretty dope, but, cool. But they've always made dope trailers. True. True, but every D and D movie has a dope trailer, <laughs> and so I just don't believe. That's funny. I See, won't believe, and that's exactly how I feel about the Nintendo shit. <laughs> exactly how I feel about that Nintendo studio. Like, yeah, sure, yeah. it's great that they got their shit, but I'm gonna have to wait till it comes out to really. Well, I'm hoping that the, the whole point of it. purchasing the studio was to do purely 3D and animated stuff. Oh, that would be pretty cool. That you would definitely I mean? fit their aesthetic really well. That would make a lot more sense. <laughs> You know, 3D Paper Mario, like a P- Paper Mario TV show would be fucking dope. Because yeah. the characters in Paper Mario are super gregarious and, and, and relatable. Um, but no, I, I really hope they're not just using this as a vessel to put Chris, Chris Pat and Pratt in a bunch more Mario roles. <laughs> like, that would be stupid. Um, but yeah, keep it animated. I, I really hope that the studio is there to keep, you know, just produce fun animated stuff because you know they're stingy as fuck and they don't want to share none of that money with nobody so they'll just keep that in house because they know they're losing money right now you know actually that the crowd the transmedia narrative is way too beneficial (laughs) yeah to link all of your shit that's 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 a pretty good idea i think nintendo has a lot of properties that would really benefit well from like a, a series animated form animated series format absolutely 
Yeah, uh, as I said, the the Paper Mario one is the one that I really wouldn't see the most um, developed in the most because I I always thought that the Mario animated series were almost there. They were almost good. I never saw those. Oh my god, there's like thirty of them. They all have different. Not thirty. I'm being hyperbolic, but. There's a lot of them, and they all have different animation styles. And I was like, oh, man, why don't you guys stick with one? <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, I, I would like to see them do that properly. Um, Zelda. Yeah. Zelda needs an adventure cartoon. I think they'd have some really good Zelda stories. Um, Pokemon, of course, yeah, but needs more. Yeah. Um, but, I, you know, I, I think that they're ready to do more with Pokemon animation and not just do the anime. Like the anime, I'm, I'm, and I doubt that they would even touch the anime. That would just keep going and that studio will, but everything else that is not the anime would probably go through that studio um, as well. So yeah, there's, there's just a lot of stuff for them to do. Um, 3D Pokemon and, and not to mention, uh, uh, despite the uh my opinion of it not being a very valid criticism that is the number one thing that people say about pokemon is that it's like they have not updated the art style in ever <laughs> and so yeah that uh i could see that as being part of it you know what i mean to get the next generation um into it you, you're gonna have to create you know i think a higher quality animation than just the anime, what the anime is producing to uh, usher in the three D generation. But yeah, it all seems to be there. All the pieces are there for them to do that. So yeah, dude. I, I don't know. I, if they put out movies, I will be exceedingly skeptical. But if they keep <laughs> it to to just animated uh, uh, media, I think they'll be good. They'll be good money. But yeah, Nintendo making big moves, just showing more of the consolidation of the video game industry. And how and and the prospects that it has for for consolidation in other industries as well, but um yeah, moving on from that, uh, looks like we're gonna have to go ahead and start talking about the uh, the more serious of topics, but uh, getting into some of those now. You know, one of the 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 big things that I was I was so critical about um the Starbucks unionization for that we talked about last time was that they're going to close down the stores on you guys and you have no way to stop it. And you have no infrastructure to be purchasers of those locations. And so you're, you're, you're setting yourself up to lose your jobs. You know what I mean? And uh, it seems like Chipotle took, they copied directly out of the playbook because what Starbucks was doing was claiming um they, they were in, unable to keep up with um, sanitation standards. As to why they were closing down the stores. How, Sway? How? How, Sway? Makes no sense. <laughs> Especially when, guess what Guess <laughs> guess what was built in, because uh, there was, the, they did it to the Starbucks um, in Ladera Heights, and guess what they turned it into? A Dave's Hot Chicken. Another place that requires the same sanitary restrictions that you had, because it's a food, it's preparing food. Matter of fact, it's got stricter sanitary conditions than you had, because you were had prepared food and heated up food. You know what I mean? Like, it was such a bullshit thing uh, for them to cite, but you know you're gonna have a hard time convincing a judge that that's union busting. You know what I mean? They're smart about it, and Chipotle, they man didn't miss a fucking beat, bro. First store that voted to unionize got closed. They didn't even let them play the game. Like they're like <laughs> two dozen stores in with with Starbucks. Chipotle, nah, b, shut it down. 
Shut it down now. They was not playing no games, bro. But this is the danger that you run when you're trying to unionize under corporate identity. You know what I mean? And the problem is, is that I don't, I don't think a lot of people are using that language when they're trying to, to you know, give critique of uh, uh, of these um, unionization drives because when when you when you use that language, very quickly they realize the faultiness of creating a Starbucks union or a Chipotle union. You know what I mean? But not enough people are utilizing that language, and so these these, I, these uh, drives are getting pushed, and they're not being pushed in a robust way. You know, and and that's the only reason why I I do make you know small quibbles for semantics at times because sometimes you're you're not conveying the whole thought with the words you're using, and whereas you understand that the people you're talking to might not. You know what I mean? And so I think that there was a gap between the communication and the people who were setting up the drives and the ground level people who needed to be voting on these things. Because if they did, then ground level people would have all said, hey, if we're going to unionize, we, ha- we need to unionize under a nationwide infrastructure if one already exists. Now, one might not already exist. Like, let's say the video game industry. You know what I mean? So they're starting it. Understandable. At that point, you still don't want to unionize under a corporate identity, but the 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 identity that you create for your unionization drive might not be one that is industry-wide. You know what I mean? Understandable. But that wasn't the case with these. You know what I mean? There is a barristers uni- union. There is a, a fast food uh, workers union that has been started. You know what I mean? Um, and so, yeah, you know, they, they, they need to, if they want to, their struggle to be successful, then they have to start, you know, communicating to the grassroots level, you know, better on, uh, 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 in terms of understanding what their organization is doing and the dangers of their organization so that they can help give feedback as to how to avert that. You know what I mean? Because if there is no nationwide infrastructure, then at least they can establish that before they do the unionization drive. You know what I mean? Now they're scrambling to play catch up, you know, and that's not where you want to be when it, when, when, you know, somebody closes down your, uh, uh, your location. You don't want to be scrambling because I, what I will guarantee you is that they, if they closed it down, they already had a buyer. That bitch was sold before they even told you that, that you, you know what I mean? That it was closed and you don't have the union infrastructure to combat it. So, you know what I mean? That, that, these are all the things that I was prognosticating and it sounded like, you know, hate, but it was really just critique and we're coming fast forward to today and here it is, you know what I mean? Like, it happened to the Starbucks unionizers, and it's happening to the Chipotle uh, unionizers. And, you know, it, it's something that hopefully moving forward, these union movements will will uh, gird themselves against and organize in a more robust manner. Or else, you know, this whole, this whole uh, you know, unionization boom, quote-unquote, that's been happening in this country, it ain't going to—it's going to be all for naught. It's going to be a lot of bluster. It's going to feel a lot like how the BLM movement felt 
where it was very fierce and intense for a short amount of time. And then when it came around to get the actual factuals out of it, we kept finding out that people were siphoning money out of it. We kept finding out that the lawmakers were not with it. You know what I mean? Like it, it just it, it had no robustness to it. It was it was a lot of of social media uh, galvanization to no effect. And that's what it, I I feel like. That's because the the opposition to those kind of movements, which nine times out of ten is corporate uh, interests in and of themselves. The, the the opposition to those movements have have uh, mastered the skill of diffusing their energy, of diffusing the the actual revolutionary potential from those movements, you know. Because make no mistake, you know, a, uh, uh, any kind of nationwide movement and consciousness towards an understanding of the black plight would be a revolution in this country. Any kind of movement in this country towards workers' rights would be a revolution in this country. You know what I mean? And so I could definitely see a, a, a pattern of diffusion happening in all of these revolutionary movements that seem like, wow, look at all of these things. People were in the streets. There was mass movements, but no change. Absolutely no change. Zero change. You know what I mean? A matter of fact, they elected a, a, a president that promised not to change it. So, you know, it, 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 it's, it's getting to, to, to a point, like, it, there, there's a bipartisan failure here that at some point needs to, to, to get addressed. Because, you know, the fact that corporations can so easily and readily diffuse uh, uh, movements that, that might counter them, it feels like that there's some complicity in the government to that. I don't think that there's any way you do that without governmental complicity. You know what I mean? Like, it seems like there's a lot of, uh, of, of things that need to be addressed. And the only, unfortunately, the only interface that people have with, with the government is their, their elected officials, you know? And so, yeah. I, I would love to see this unionization um, push be more robust, you know, than, than the other movements that have been deftly diffused by their corporate oppositions. But yeah, that that came across the feed this week. Yo, this is crazy. The, the UK government did a big study on on loot boxes and gambling mechanics in games and and mobile gaming. And they came back with some pretty damning evidence. They have definitively at least on the UK government's position stated that they view loot boxes as as uh negatively impacting not just the health of the industry of game design but the mental health of the game of the gamers that interact with it the most and the part that blows my mind is that the government taking that stance has still decided to sidestep regulation 
and leave it to the industry to decide what to do with this information. So the UK government has passed their, their, their research findings, but has moved and has said that they have no intentions of making any move to regulate the industry based on the fact that they've actually found it to be toxic in nature, which is wild. Anything else, if it was tobacco, firearms, anything else, alcohol, they would have they would have absolutely moved to regu- regulate it. Gambling. But for some reason, though they have found this this activity to have this similar negative effects in society as a lot of those activities, they're going to abstain from regulating it in hopes that the industry is going to get their shit together and start regulating it. Oh, bro, they'll, they'll get right on it. Bro, talk about just walking away from your responsibility. And, and, and the sad part is, is that, you know, I'm pretty sure the um, uh, UK is same as, same as us in that it's probably mostly older people who, who, uh, who vote. And older people don't give a shit about the video game industry. They give no fucks. And so they're going to allow this shit to keep on happening because nobody is willing to press a politician to run on a platform that includes regulate the goddamn video game industry because it's it's ruining our children. And if we do, don't do it sooner than later, it's going to condition a whole generation of kids to be susceptible to scams on the Internet through video games. And it's it's very toxic and bad and expensive, you know, like. It's just crazy how they, how lawmakers, not just here, but even abroad, will walk away from their responsibilities and the people will not hold them accountable. Well, that's not everywhere. Because you do got Sri Lanka, you know what I mean? Like, they tried to install, uh, they tried to install the, a president that was a subordinate of the last president in Sri Lanka. And people's like, nope, try again. Nope, we're not stopping the riots. Listen. We'll, we'll, we'll calm down as soon as you guys start compromising. But at no point... The, see, and that's the crazy part is how the, the, the government stonewalled the people so, so long that they came to the streets, you know what I mean? Like, that, I, don't, I just don't think that can happen in America. I just... I just don't think that the average America has, American has it in them to do something about their, their government. I just they they've been we've they've been culled, you know? They've been they've been culled to the point where they don't see like you know, uh sometimes they there's there's a phenomenon where where you know, pigs are, are so enamored with the farmers that raise them that they don't even run away when they're getting butchered. That they don't they don't have to sedate the pig, and it's actually the best way to slaughter a pig, so that it's not filled with cortisol. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's what's happening to the American public. Like the American public is so in love with their with with their handlers that as even as they lead them to their death, they're just like, "It's cool, man. You're just doing your job. Just doing what you got to do." Like nah, be like. Gosh, it's a it's a really 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 terrible um trait to have, you know, because you know it's not not everywhere, you know what I mean? Like, and and it's not just Sri Lanka. There's a lot of uh, hotbeds around the the world right now where people are they're not interested in in this this polite transition of power. 
from one dictator to the next. It's not, that's not what they're, that's, that can only go on for but so long before people's livelihoods are put into such dire peril, especially in these countries where they're not exactly doing great about distributing wealth in the first place. You know what I mean? Like the, 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 the standards of living are relatively low to begin with. And they're just driving people into to even more vehement poverty. And the worst part is, is like, these aren't people who have always lived in poverty. As I was said before, Sri Lanka is not a particularly poor nation. You know what I mean? Like they have a middle class. They they have you know uh, 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 modernized cities. Like it's a it's a it's not a bad country. You know what I mean? Like I don't not to say that there's good and bad countries, but it's a country that you know. It has, you know, contemporary development in it, you know? And so for the people to have slidden backwards in in quality of life from a middle-class life, lifestyle to poverty, that's what makes people go out to the streets. You know what I mean? People who are poor don't riot because they're still poor. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it was the hollowing out of a real country. They, they really had an economy and... You know, they they had people that were socially mobile due to the production of 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 what was going on there. You know, so for them to hollow it out and then have people slide back into even worse poverty than when they started, yeah, you know, and and I'm 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 wondering. See, in America, even the poor are entertained extremely well. You know what I mean, like. The poor in America are extremely well entertained. I'm not saying they live well. I'm just saying that there is a there's a lot of things to to uh, distract them from their poverty. So even as people do go backwards and and because you know I think our generation will be the first generation that was worth less than their parents' generation, and and you know the generation after us is likewise, will be the second generation, and so. I think that the the way that America keeps their poor so well entertained, it distracts them from their slow descent into a worse life than they knew the day before, you know? And and I guess that's part that's that's the 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 next level. That's the the separation from a, of a place like Sri Lanka versus a place like America is like Sri Lanka does not have that that noise engine to keep people distracted the way that America does, you know? Um, but I, I I wonder if you know V for Vendetta had a thing you know they, they maybe they did have have a, a a correct thought you know what I mean where he was like yeah we got to take out all these these mass media centers man they're the ones keeping people distracted from the, the the terrible things that are happening all around them and the authoritarian man these movies are really prescient man <laughs> it's scary how how. You know these these movies depict things, and then you know society races towards uh, mimicking that art. You know mm-hmm. that's inevitable. You know <clears throat> everybody like when someone gives advice, someone there's someone who's gonna take it as like, oh, that's that's terrible. I can never do that. That's horrible. And there's someone's gonna be like, that's a really good idea, right? Like like 1984. To some people, it's a cautionary tale. To some people, it's a set of instructions. Yeah, it's, it's just how life is. Yeah, it's because perspective. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, where are you standing at when you saw that? Oh, 100%. that wasn't the right perspective. <laughs> yeah, dude. But yeah, you know. me, they're burning books in Texas. I don't know if they're still doing. They were doing it a few months ago, but they were they were burning books in the south. I mean, they'd be places, burning they'd be you know burning saying? books in Florida all the time. Yeah, you know what I mean. It, it, it's you know, 
Ministry of Truth shit, man. Ministry of Truth. <laughs> yeah, and and gosh, it's just it's just sad how in so many in so many of these these topics you see government running uh run into industry and instead of being a synergistic force, it's not. And it, and you know, honestly, it feels like the the special interests that run our government. Gosh, man, it it it, it has completely stymied it from being effective at anything outside of serving those interests. You know what I mean? Like there was a difference. There was a time when, because there was never a time when specialist interests didn't exist in our government. That was always a thing. You know what I mean? So I'm not um, uh, idolizing a, a a bygone time that didn't exist. But there was a time when it wasn't so strong that it completely stymied the interest of the public. You know what I mean? And that's the crazy part of where we've gotten today. You know? And and honestly, it does feel like a bipartisan, you know, uh, uh, effort. This is not something that, like, we have one wing of the party that's, that's you know, like, the Republicans are fighting to turn the government fascist and the Democrats are trying to be a countermeasure to that and something. No. I'm pretty sure that both sides are orchestrating this to to it's just think of it as the left wing and the right wing of a plane and and the plane is 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 uh landing our government and corporate special interest you know what i mean like that's their goal ultimately and they're just trying to 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 pull the rudders on each wing to accommodate for whatever turbulence comes in but ultimately they want to land the special interests that are flying the plane you know, and and we're just along for the ride, and that's, you know, we. I mean, I'm pretty sure that we can tie, we we can trace that back to, uh, uh, as the regulations that uh, stopped corporations from giving money to politicians lax, it became more lax. The departure from needing to do anything for the public, slowly, yep. uh, uh, deregulation act. Happened. Yep. And so yeah, dude. Like, I don't know. We the, and man, they, it, it was a masterful job. They were so smart about it because you need educated people to fight this, but they fucked the education system. So you're guaranteeing that the people growing into the the electorate, uh, the electoral system, you know, the growing population, they're not going to get the farce. They're not gonna get it. You know what I mean? And even if they do, they're way behind the curve. By the yeah. time they do understand what's happening, they're, they're mired in debt. They're, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You're not allowed to have abortions, so you have kids that you can take care of. And so now I you're both like, suffering. Gosh. You know how it is. You know, and, and, and as much as I am sure abortion is about a woman's bodily autonomy, as much as, much as it's about anything, I really think that a significant portion of it is they want to create broken homes. Yes, yes, they want to create poverty. Absolutely. They want to create broken homes because that's the easiest Absolutely. way of generating poverty. There is there is um there is a direct correlation between I remember it was in Texas specifically, I keep remembering Texas, but there was a study that said that there was a direct correlation between how much money they spent on birth control and sex education and how much money they spent on childcare, right? So they know they knew beforehand before they killed the sex education program that it would lead to them to more people they being on welfare for children. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not an accident these people are doing these things. They're just heartless people and they want to see you suffer. 
Yeah, and 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 unfortunately, we live in a society, and this is the this is the danger of Anne Rand. This is the danger of Anne Rand, is that in her mindset, the utilization of humans as cogs in the machine of of production is completely acceptable. And that is the problem, because once you have objectified people to that level, the prison industrial complex makes perfect sense. Selling, starting wars to sell arms makes perfect sense. The prison generating poverty to have precarious workers makes perfect sense because you as the as the golden capitalist controlling the mode of productions, you need to make sure that your workers will listen to you. Mm -hmm. And the only way for you to do that is to keep them in stress positions to constantly have be making attacks on on their their family situations. You know what I mean? Because. Like, look how quickly they went back on working from home. Look how quickly that shit went back. Oh, when, yeah. When, when, um, uh, when COVID happened, they were like, yeah, work from home. Oh, my God, working from home is so much better for everyone. It's three months later, uh, working from home is terrible. Y'all need to get back into the office. They came up with every excuse under the fucking sun to try to compete with it. You know how and, it is, And this man. is what I mean. Like they, and, and so they taught this whole mindset of Ayn Randian libertarian capitalism to Americans in such a propagandized way that they don't even see that that's what they're doing. And so they live by these maxims and codes with this ideology in their head so separated from the misery that they're causing because they don't care, you know what I mean? You know, they, they, all they know is that they are doing whatever it takes to have workers in a position to where they do what they are told, and that's all that matters. And so they'll they'll they will pay for corporations to fearmonger you or media corporations to fearmonger you. They'll they'll pay you or they'll even when you let me tell you, there are absolutely, absolutely industries where unionization increases productivity. Absolutely. Farm workers unions absolutely increase productivity. One hundred percent. They've never, they, you, they've, but their companies, to their own detriment, will, will not allow unionization because ultimately their goal is to make sure that they have pliable workers. And workers and unions have rights, and they organize, and they have collective bargaining. And even at—which is crazy because it's like, isn't your ultimate goal profits? No, they will sacrifice profits to stop you guys to stop the the workforce from ever gaining any leverage. The ultimate goal isn't profits; it's control. It's control. Profits you know what I mean? It's a happy. And I tell uh, that to people all the time. This is why. Control. Yeah, absolutely. This is why I tell people stop valuing money so much. Like, absolutely value money for the things that as you a tool, need to survive, as or a as tool a tool that you need to accomplish tasks. tasks. That's what money is. But but if you really. Th- think that the powerful people in this money in this world value money then you just don't understand the world and you know i hate to see like yeah you don't want to be poor absolutely and you should absolutely have ambitions not to be poor but at the same time if you if money making is the only goal you have and you have no ambition to do something with that money other than to spend it and go to dubai then i don't know man it's a pretty worthless life to me 
that's a pretty worthless life to me personally you know what i mean i'm not saying everyone has to carry that value and i'm not saying that people shouldn't fly to, to dubai i'm saying if that's all that you have you know what i mean like we gotta have you know or else there, there's no and all of this comes from the the love of money dude and it's like oh gotta make that money man that's a that's a broke person's mentality you know what i mean like people don't understand that even if you have a lot of money you can have a poor person's mentality yeah, like that's that's getting money is step one. What are you gonna do with that money is a very important step too that a lot of people never get exactly to. because it, it, they spend all that time and energy getting the money that they've never grown as a person to have something to do with the money to have something to care about. You know what I mean? And yeah. so yeah, you know, it's like that shit that Jay Z said, dying over a block that you don't even own. What's the line? It's not exactly what it said, but it's it's like yeah, a lot of people. It's like or at least in the hood, you know, they get money only to like not own anything you yeah. know just to just yeah you know sad. because of the the way the absentee way that landlords behave in the hood it's very easy for for hood niggas to fall into the mentality that they own the block because there's nobody else there the owner the people who do own it are absentee ain't nowhere near gonna be anywhere near the block and you're never gonna see them so it's easy for them to say that you know what i mean but it's a false mentality you're right it's 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 uh it is a poor person's mentality to take ownership of not something that you can't prove, you know what I mean? You know, like that's 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 not a it's not a strong mentality to keep, you know. But yeah, you know, I, there's tons of rich people with poor people mentality. Tons. Did you of see it. the Gilly the Kid shit when he was talking about Rick Ross and he called him the uh he was like a. Yo, why do you your the, eyes so bugged all the time, bro? He be scaring yo, me. Man said you look. What is it? You're the chairman of the bro, of the whack niggas with money association. Chairman of the whack niggas with money association. That's not awesome. exactly what he said, but it, that's pretty well, much that right pretty along good. the lines. Yeah, that's bars. Yo, that shit was funny, man. Chairman <laughs> of the whack niggas with money. That's fucking hilarious. That was a really good back and forth. His Rick Ross impersonation is great. <laughs> but yeah, yo, don't don't be don't strive to be a, a rich person with a poor person's mentality. Strive to be a rich person with a rich heart. You know what I mean? And 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 that includes community building, generosity, things of that nature. Because I just know I just know so many people who are hoarding money. And I'm like, good on you, but you. What, what are you going to do with it? Can you do something with it? <laughs> hey, bury that shit with me, cuh. Nah, I'm showing them black excellence, baby. I'm going out like a pharaoh. Bruh. All my riches coming with me. Bruh, <laughs> you only need one coin to pay the ferryman on the River Six, bro. One yeah, coin. and I'm going to keep the rest. Damn. What you need? All that shit's coming with me, nigga. <laughs> Feel me? Drowned in the River sticks because you're trying to carry a bag of gold. Wow, wouldn't that be some shit? Drowning in the River sticks, carrying a bag of gold. All right, chill. We'll go ahead. We'll wrap up on that. That was, that was a good one. That was a good note to wrap up on. I appreciate everybody for joining us. If you did enjoy the show, please feel free to subscribe to us on anchor.fm or on patreon.com. You can also find us on social media on Twitter at Korea underscore T and at Home Heron. You can also find us on Instagram at Heron's Home Podcast. And you can find me on Instagram at RicoGVO. And always remember, guys, time's only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. The only thing you ever truly will learn from. Thanks again for joining us and have a great one. Peace. Take it easy.